This week on Emerge Mobile First, a conversation with Mike Fletcher, SVP and General Manager at Incom. When you go to activate that, the technology that's required, the relationships that are required are all the same. There's a lot of common technology that's used between that physical distribution model that we were just talking about and the digital distribution model. Welcome to Mobile First. You'll find bonus tools, expanded information, and key takeaways on our website, EmergeMobileFirst.com. For a quick and effective way to level up your mobile strategy, again, that's EmergeMobileFirst.com. Mike Fletcher is the General Manager of Incom Digital Solutions, leading a team of 140 employees who are focused on providing digital and physical gift card fulfillment and services for Incom's mobile incentive reward and e-commerce partners. Incom Digital Solutions powers digital and physical gift card services for hundreds of leading brands in North America and abroad. Prior to his role at Incom, Mike was co-founder and CMO of Giftango. Giftango was a pioneer of digital gift cards and developed the industry-leading digital gifting platform for the incentive, loyalty, reward, and mobile application industries and serve customers in the U.S., Canada, UK, and Australia. Giftango was acquired by Incom in December 2012. Prior to Giftango, Mike was COO of Point West Credit Union. He spent time analyzing mobile payment initiatives on behalf of the credit union industry as part of the Filene i3 program. Mike, thank you for joining us. I'm really excited to have you here. I'm excited to do this as well. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, absolutely. And really excited to be in your first podcast. We're going to have a lot of fun here today. Before we dive into the insight, I'd like to spend just a little bit of time understanding your perspective and what makes you tick. And because I think this really helps me better understand your point of view when digging in deeper throughout the episode. So, you know, for example, what shapes my perspective is I'm really passionate about learning how and why things work. And growing up, I loved solving complex puzzles and looking for patterns. And then in college, I pursued pre-med to solve these problems, make an impact and help people. But I found that I wanted to solve problems that help people at a larger scale. And that led me to mobile technology. So that's really where this podcast is a passion of mine, how it intersects learning and mobile. So Mike, for you, you know, what are you most passionate about in your profession and why? Professionally, I, I love learning. I love new challenges. One of the things that's always excited me is complex problems and the end-to-end process of those complex problems. So the notion of seeing an opportunity to fix or change something to improve either somebody's life or improve a, a process that requires lots of different kind of touch points and, and elements to the solution and then putting together a vision and, and chasing after it and then taking it all the way to fruition. That's always been of interest to me. I also love just growth. So one of the things that excites me in my role is I get to work with a lot of really bright people and I get to help them in their professional growth. So the, the growth of our team and improving as, as people and as professionals is of great interest to me. Customer experience is a passion. The, the experience that people have. So I've worked in college athletics. I worked at a credit union. Now I work at a, at a technology company on the payment side, but common theme through there is just having a great experience and making somebody's life better through the things that we're working on. So those are some of the things on the professional side that are passions. 
And so what shaped that for you? You know, because I can't imagine as a 10 year old, you're sitting there thinking about end to end process and improving customer experience. So what about your upbringing really shaped that for you? I wouldn't say 10, maybe 12 though. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> so when I was, when I was 12 years old, I started mowing lawns and doing the little entrepreneurial thing as a 12 year old walking around the neighborhood and mowing lawns and, and discovering the need for marketing. I've got to find my customer. I've got to I've go through the process of making sure my machine works, my lawnmower, filling a pipeline and those different types of things. And then as at the age of 16, I actually started a company pulling up carpet and prepping floors for, for new carpet installation. Mm -hmm. And so that was just slightly more complex as far as the marketing side and the scheduling and then going out and conducting the business, taking the payment. So, you know, not terribly complex, but the understanding of all of the different elements and how important each of the elements was in order to succeed, you can end up with a significant pain point in any one of those facets. Mm -hmm. And the idea that, boy, if you can get all of them to be smooth, you can have a lot of success in whatever it is that you're pursuing. So for whatever reason, it was the kind of end-to-end spectrum of things. It caught my attention. I, I liked the way everything tied together and, and how it could flow if it was done right. Got it. So I guess that makes sense of you know why you pursued business at Portland State. And then from there, what drove you to fintech and payment processing and, and that sort of industry? And then maybe talk about some of the pivots and growth along the way to get to where you are now? So I started off my career working in college athletics, actually, and it was on the relationship business development side. So fundraising, putting together events, selling tickets, things along those lines. And I eventually, and it didn't take me long, started moving into operations as well. So I maintained those kind of marketing, business development, sales sides of my responsibilities. But because of my interest in kind of the user experience and the flow, I ended up getting more into the operational side as well. So ended up managing the operation sides of tickets, for example, and of of the events. And then I stepped from there into the credit union space which a lot of people looked at that and <laughs> at the time would say, what on earth? It's a completely different thing because you're go- going from college athletics to the financial industry. But really, my day-to-day was awfully similar. I was working with people. I was interested in process flow. I was doing business development. I was still asking people for money. It was just I was giving it back to them with interest instead of uh, putting it into a scholarship fund, kind of an idea. Mm-hmm. Same thing there. I I ended up moving into the operations side to try to make things better for people. So I stepped into that operations side of things. And and to get around a more directly your question around how did I get into fintech, I I was part of a, a research group that was for the credit union industry. And we were looking at mobile payments. And this was before the iPhone even came out. But mobile was getting to the point where everybody had a cell phone. It was becoming evident to, I think, everybody that eventually we were going to be using these mobile devices to do something more than just talk to somebody. And it it was terribly interesting to me. I was having fun learning and researching that. And then I had a friend that was getting into the kind of payments through through the gift card side of the world and looking at digital fulfillment of gift cards and things along those lines around the same time. And he and I started talking and we'd have these 
passionate, long conversations around what the world was going to look like, what the opportunities were and things like that. And he basically talked me into joining a startup and that was Giftango. And I jumped into the middle of this startup and, and that was my entry into the financial sector, technology and financial sector, and where I started certainly learning a whole lot more about technology. I see. And then Gift Tango was then acquired by Income, correct? And that's how you then got your birth into Income and where you're at today? Exactly. So my entry into Gift Tango full-time was 2009. And over the course of three and a half years, we went from four founders to a company of right around 50 employees. We were serving 50 to 75 different B2B incentive, loyalty, reward type companies. We were delivering gift cards for them digitally. We were delivering Mm -hmm. uh, gift cards to email and to mobile devices for them. And we were working with many of the largest brands in the country. When I talk about a brand, I'm talking about a Starbucks card, an iTunes card, a gift card. So we were fulfilling those gift cards in a in a digital format. And Incom acquired Giftango back in 2012, the very end of 2012, and they rolled the B2B business, so like the incentive, loyalty, reward type of opportunities underneath Giftango, and they called us Incom Digital Solutions. So that was the birth of the the division that I lead today. I see. I see. And in looking into Incom, it's a pretty robust company. There's a lot of different services and, and solution offerings there. So you know, for those of us who maybe don't know about Incom, can you give us a quick description of who you guys are and what you do? The way that most people recognize our company is when you walk into a retail store like a Walmart or a 7-Eleven or a CVS type of a store, and you see the rack of gift cards that are hanging there, the stored value gift cards Mm -hmm. that are hanging there. Again, like an iTunes card kind of a concept. We are the technology and the distribution company behind that. When you walk up and you take that gift card off of that rack, it doesn't have any value on it. It's only going to have value after you've paid for it. And they swipe it at the point of sale when you make the purchase. And Incom is both the distribution, marketing, and the technology company that makes all that stuff work. So that's the way most companies or most individuals, I should say, recognize who we are. We have 500,000 different points of distribution and one retail store would be considered a point of distribution. So we have tremendous reach globally. We're in over 35 countries on the physical side. So that's the physical side of of who Incom is. And then Incom Digital, the, the division that I lead, think of that same exact concept where you have a catalog of gift cards available where you walk in and you see that rack, except for in a digital space. So this is, it's the idea of whether it's a mobile application, a website, some kind of digital consumer experience. For example, let's say a credit card reward experience. You've earned points on your credit card and you're going to go redeem your points for a gift card. We are the technology behind a whole lot of those different programs out in the marketplace where the user experience is managed by our customers. So when you go in and you you redeem your points, that user experience on the website or on the mobile app is is our customer that builds that. But then we're the technology that delivers that card to you in a digital format or a physical format and handles all aspects of that transaction from there. Hmm, really interesting. So 
That's, that's cool. So you have that physical side and then that digital side. And then with that physical side, you're saying you're owning the technology distribution, kind of that marketing. So is, is it also you put those cards in the store and you're responsible for the placement of those cards and then the activation of those cards, really that end to end there, or do the, are those cards supplied by the companies? And then you just, once it reaches that point of sale system, then you take over. As far as our retail partners concerned, so that the merchant that is purchasing uh-huh. from us, uh-huh. we're responsible for all of that. Oh, so wow. it, okay. it gets a little complex to step into it, but essentially they contract with income. They say, here's the space on the floor. And then we work with them to make everything happen. So the rack that it's hanging on, the card production, getting making sure that the cards are in the store in the right quantities, and then making sure that the card works when it goes to be activated in that user experience. So speaking of user experience, I assume, you know, there's valuable insights on both sides of that physical and the digital. And so I'm curious kind of how the organization is structured in a way so the information can flow. And it sounds like there's there are almost two divisions. Can you maybe describe a little bit about how things are structured and, and how that information flows between what's under your purview in those different divisions? We're deeply integrated as a division. We're deeply integrated into income as a whole. So mm, okay. uh, we are very much just a part of income. So when you think of activation of a card, whether it's a digital card or a physical card, when you go to activate that, the technology that's required, the relationships that are required are all the same. There's a lot of common technology that's used between that physical distribution model that we were just talking about and the digital distribution model. There's a whole lot of collaboration that goes throughout the company. As far as the way that it's organized, we've got an executive that's responsible for both the retail side and the B2B side from a customer experience standpoint as as it relates to kind of sales and account management aspects of the business. And then we just collaborate across the organization as far as technology. Also, from a structure standpoint, the... I'm responsible for a division that is set up like its own little business out here where we've got a dev team that's dedicated to what we're doing as well as account management and accounting and marketing and sales and all the different aspects that you'd expect to see within a business. But that Hmm. dev team, for example, reports up through the CTO of our organization as a whole, of income as a whole. So we have a lot of kind of cross-pollination of ideas and and structure. And sometimes it works better than others, as I'm sure you can imagine when you're dealing with an international company. Yeah, We've got yeah. about 3,000 employees and, and we work hard to collaborate and learn from each other and make sure that we're not duplicating efforts or making the same mistake twice. Mm-hmm. With this digital solutions team then that you oversee, can maybe, I kind of want to unpack that a little bit to understand some of the things that you're focused on, responsible for, and and how that team that's under you collaborates together to fulfill that. Yeah, absolutely. So the notion here is that when we say digital solutions, what we're talking about is a transaction that's initiated in a digital environment, meaning the customer is going to a website or the customer is going to a mobile application. They're not walking into a physical store in order Mm -hmm. to get their gift card. And there could be really almost a countless number of of things that are going to lead to somebody receiving a gift card. So for example, we work with 
companies that send out surveys and they want to motivate people to take the survey. So they say, fill out this survey and we'll send you a $25 gift card. So we're working with companies like that. We're also working with mobile applications where all they're trying to do is sell gift cards. We're working with reward and incentive companies that are trying to incent very specific types of behavior. So it's it's very broad as far as the mm. why somebody would buy a gift card or why somebody would deliver a gift card. It's extremely broad. The common element of it is that they've decided that they want to deliver a gift card to somebody and they need help doing that. And so we've got a very large catalog of gift cards of all the different brands that major national brands that you'd expect to have access to. And through our technology, our customers are able to decide whether they want to send Jordan a digital gift card to his email, deliver a digital gift card into the mobile application that they built. Maybe they want to deliver a physical gift card to your house. Any of those different capabilities come through our systems. And that's the way our customers, that's what our customers are asking us to do. Man, I mean, that's quite a vast amount of things that you have to focus on because there's so many avenues that are applicable to using this technology. Like, as you mentioned, surveys, mobile apps, reward incentives, which can be in various digital forms. And so I guess, you know, is there a current product or technology that you're primarily focused on to improve? Yeah, so we, our primary product for Clarity is, is our API. Oh, okay. While there's all of those those interfaces that I was just referencing, our customers build the the user interface. So the mobile app itself is built by our customer. And what we're doing is, or whatever the interface is, the website, the tool that's having the person go through and enter the survey information. And our primary product, the main thing that we focus on is our API and that API application program interface. So that's basically the way that the mobile company or the reward company can communicate with us and ask us to take a specific action. They communicate through this API and say, send Jordan the, the digital gift card at this time to this email address. I see. Okay. So that's, that's really that main product that you focus on then or technologies, that API. So then with that, how are you looking to improve that on, on that backend so that it provides, I guess, more options for that end user? Or I guess, can you maybe explain, this is kind of a newer concept to me. So just wanting to understand and unpack that a little bit of where that flexibility is on your side so that you're able to then provide that information when the customer is interested. Yeah, you bet. I can give you a couple different examples. So from the end consumer, so like think of yourself here, you've received a gift card And let's say you received a $100 gift card and you went and spent $47, but that was three weeks ago. And now you don't remember what the balance is. How is it that you're going to find the balance on that card? With a physical card, pretty much your only option is to make a phone call or walk into a a store and ask the clerk what the balance is. But the beauty of digital is that we've got real-time connectivity. So you're going to be able, through your mobile application, to be able to check your balance, for example, on that card. And that's a capability that's passed through our technology. There's other things that are for our customers. So when you think of for example, the the retail customers that we work with or the, the folks that are trying to sell cards themselves, unfortunately, fraud occurs in the industry that we're in where people are using stolen credit cards to purchase gift cards and things along those lines. It, it, this is digital currency and it 
there's a risk of fraud occurring. So while our customers do everything they can to prevent that, every once in a while fraud comes through and they need the ability to void that gift card as quickly as possible to try to prevent loss. And so our API has the ability to do things like that to protect our customers against potential loss. Once things come into our system, our customers need status on what's going on. So for example, if we delivered a gift card to you and and you received that gift card from one of our customers, let's say it was through a reward program. You redeemed your credit card reward points for a gift card and you have lost your gift card. You call your credit card rewards program and you say, hey, I had this gift card delivered to my email, but I can't find it. I lost it or I never got it. What we're doing also is providing tool sets so that our customers can elegantly solve your problem. So they can, while they're on the phone with you, they can go and look and say, oh, hi, thanks for the call, Jordan. I see that, that we delivered this card to you two days ago. It looks like it was delivered to this email address. Would you like me to send it to you again? Or they can also look in there and say, yeah, I see that, that you received the card and you viewed it on this particular date. And they've got all the information around when the card, that digital card was viewed, how often it was viewed, what kind of device it was viewed on. If you've got a problem of some sort, um, we just provide a tremendous amount of data and information to our customers so that they can help resolve any issue that you may have in your in your experience with that gift card. I see. Okay. And so I guess, is there any major challenge that you're facing right now with that API? Is there, you know, requests that are coming in from your clients pertaining to maybe scalability? Is it right now just building out additional experiences in, in ways that you can provide different experiences to the client? Or I guess, what is that thing? Yeah, so we're growing very, very rapidly. So scalability is one of the things that we're constantly paying attention to. Mm. And then because of all of the different business models that we serve and things along those lines, there's always new opportunities and things that our customers are asking us to help them solve. So like I referenced the fraud side of our business, we're Mm -hmm. constantly looking at ways that we can help refine the tools to to solve business problems that our customers have. So, you know, our primary value proposition revolves around delivering gift cards. But if our customers find that their big problem has to do with the fact that that they're struggling with fraud, then that becomes a problem for us because if they can't solve that fraud problem, then they're not going to want to buy gift cards anymore. So, by default, it kind of enters us into that business as well. And we start working on ways that we can monitor and handle different things around that business. There's also a lot of different things that we're excited about and working on as it relates to just user experience. So like helping our customers spin up short-term promotions, making things highly customized as far as the user experience, like what the card says, what the emails say when the person receives it, what the card's capable of doing. So there's kind of an endless number of different things that we can continue to do to enhance the customer experience as well. Oh, that's really cool. And so it sounds like there's, it's kind of that dual focus then how, how you're improving the, the customer experience with the different capabilities of that API and, and that interface. And then on that backside, as I think just people get, smarter and technology gets more advanced, the the fraud becomes a bigger 
thing to be concerned about. Do you think those are really the two things being focused on at the moment? Yeah, I would say I would say they are. I mean, there's there's all kinds of different things that we're solving, but ultimately those are probably two of the largest things that we're working on ourselves. There's a lot of things in the industry as well, as I'm sure your listeners are going to be aware of a lot of the changes that are taking place at point of sale. And those kind of things are very interesting to us. So things like NFC, near field communication, that allows people to use something like Apple Pay at the point of sale. Mm -hmm. That's pretty interesting. And it changes the dynamics in our industry. It changes the things that we're able to do with the gift cards that we're delivering. And so we're, we're constantly playing around with that kind of technology and those things as well. And so I guess how has Apple Pay impacted just the way that you approach it? We're, we're basically neutral in the way that the card is going to be redeemed um, at the point of sale because our, we're fulfilling the cards. But what it does is it changes capabilities on the cards themselves when we deliver them. So for example, when I've delivered that card to you in an email, you're going to want to store that card somewhere as a user. So as new wallet technologies come out, as new mobile capabilities come out and people are doing storing their gift cards, accessing their gift cards in different ways, we work to make sure that that user experience is positive after they've received the card as well, not just not just when they've received the card. So that we want to make it seamless for them to migrate that into the wallet of their choice, for example. So you mentioned that you're just growing like crazy. So what do you believe will be the thing, you know, that one thing, once you figure it out, will allow you to scale to that next level? So one of the things that we're excited about and continue to work on is, is on what's called the open loop side of the business. And what open loop means is Visa, MasterCard, American Express type of gift cards. So we sell those gift cards, but for a, a variety of reasons, digital on the open loop gift card side, the Visa MasterCard type products is not anywhere near as mature as the, what is called the closed loop side. So the notion of a card that can only be used at a specific retailer, that open loop side is of tremendous interest and, and we are spending time there and have a lot of opportunity to continue growing in that side of our business, specifically around the digital experience you know, allowing somebody to actually make a purchase with a, a reward gift card, a Visa reward gift card or a MasterCard reward gift card in their favorite grocery store, for example. So I guess, I don't know, I, I guess I didn't see that as being something new, or maybe it's just something that I haven't been aware of and haven't used before. <laughs> Can you maybe give an example of how a user might go through that process of, you know, using Visa, how I then get the reward and then how that's kind of unique to the industry? So in the credit card side of the world, when you think about how mobile applications work with a credit card, where you've entered your credit card into your phone and you can go in and use your NFC from your mobile device and it works for the payment, that's been around for a few years and not new. Right. But some of the things that that are not in place in, at scale today have to do with things like reward cards. So that would be basically a Visa card that's just loaded one time and you're using that as a reward card. So in other words, you've completed a survey and you are going to, or you, let's say you got a rebate, you bought tires 
and you're going to get a, a $100 rebate because of a process that you went through. And that gift card is delivered to you in the rebate space, in the rewards place, in the incentive space for those single load cards. When you only have a hundred dollars on it, once you used it, that money's gone. Mm -hmm. The ability to digitize those and push those into a wallet and have those used at retail outlets is nowhere near mature today. And in fact, not even possible in most cases. Hmm. So that's one of the things that's, that's real interesting in our industry and that we're driving towards. I see. Yeah. No, I was curious. I just, I wasn't aware of that. So that's, that's really helpful and very interesting, I guess, something to, to keep an eye on. And so, you know, one of the questions that I had was, what is one of the coolest things you're working on right now that everyone should check out? But do you believe that that open loop focus is that thing to follow, you know, income about? Yeah, definitely. So we just announced last week acquisition of the American Express gift and prepaid business. So income is the exclusive distributor of those products now in the marketplace. And so we're very excited about that as far as new stuff that's going on that we're excited about. And that's very much in line with that open loop side of the business that we were just talking about and all the different capabilities that we're going to be able to extend to our customers as a result of that unique relationship with American Express. That's definitely near the top of the list for us. And so where should we go to, to keep tabs on that? Would that be the, the income website or do you have a, a specific you know, digital property where we can keep tabs on what's happening? Yeah, the income website, you know, our Twitter feed, we, we push things out on the Twitter feed for income as well. And but yeah, I would say the the income website's always a good place to go as well. OK, so income dot com. And then I'll make sure to obviously link to that in the show notes as well as link to uh, the Twitter feed in there as well. Uh, we're very active on Twitter. So that's something that will continue to push out insights for people to check out. And also make sure awesome. to tune in this Friday for a rapid fire round where Mike is going to be sharing some of his most valuable resources. All right, Mike. Well, hey, thank you for taking the time to chat with us today and, and share about income and some of the cool things you guys are up to. And I'm definitely excited to learn more about some of the things that are happening in this industry. So again, thank you. It was a pleasure. Hey, thank you for listening. Make sure to tune in this Friday for this week's guest resources from our rapid fire question round. And I'm always happy to be a resource in any way that I can. So visit emergemobilefirst.com to reach out to me directly or for additional insights, resources, and bonus tools that can help catapult your organization to the next level. Until next time, think mobile first. Mobile first.